this is The Crime Cafe, your podcasting source of great crime, suspense, and thriller writing. I'm your host, Debbie Mack. Before I bring on my guest, I'll just remind you that The Crime Cafe has two ebooks for sale, the nine-book box set and the short story anthology. You can find the buy links for both on my website, debbiemack.com, D-E-B-B-I-M-A-C-K.com under the Crime Cafe link. You can also get a free copy of either book if you become a Patreon supporter. You'll get that and much more if you support the podcast on Patreon, along with our eternal gratitude for doing so. It's my great pleasure today to have James Longmore as my guest. James is not only an author, but a screenwriter and a publisher. He uh, has written and directed short films as well, and even done stand-up comedy. So thanks for being here today, James. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Nice to see you. Sure thing. It's great to see you. Um, you've done so many interesting things. Let's start with your writing, though. Um, what do you write mostly? Is it mostly horror, or do you do other genres as well? Um... I, I, a lot of it seems to be horror because that, that's sort of, you know, where my mind sort of defaults to. But I, I you know, most, you know, it's dark stuff, you know, if it's dark, whether it's, um, you know, crime or horror or dark um, romance or whatever, you know, if it's got a dark element to it, then that's me. A dark comedy as well. I'm a big fan of <laughs> comedy, which is something we, we British people do incredibly well. <laughs> I, I do love dark comedy, and uh, that's pretty awesome. But um, let's see, you've written five novels, three novellas, and a bunch of short stories. That, yeah, that apparently so, yes. <laughs> that's what it are, says on my resume, yeah. Are all of your novels standalones? They are, yeah. Yeah, I... I yeah, I, I envy authors who sort of write you know, and they plan and write a series of, you know, three, four, five. I mean, we spoke to somebody recently who's planned a series of like 10 books. Um, I, I, I don't seem, I, I, maybe I just haven't had the idea yet that would sustain any sort of series. A couple of my novels, I think, would, you know, uh, would make a good sequel. But um, I, I just seem to like to move on to the next, next idea. I'm not one for rehashing, to be honest. Interesting. Or for stretching things out. Oh, for stretching things out, yeah, yeah, I like it to be. It's the same reason I, I, I tend not to commit to like um, long uh, TV series. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a nice little you know ten part series or an eight part series, that's fine. But these that go on for like thirteen seasons, it's just like no, I just can't commit to that. I just get I get <laughs> too quickly. And they tend to kind of uh, run out of gas after a while if they don't. You no, know, they, right. they do usually around. I mean, I remember um, uh, I really got hooked on Breaking Bad, and that was just about the right length. I think I was seven, maybe eight seasons, and that was enough. But some of them, they just go on, and it's like you really should have stopped. You know, season seven, you should have quit. But they're on exactly. season. Exactly. I mean, obviously, as long as people are still watching it and advertisers still forking out, they'll still keep churning them out you know exactly exactly right can you tell us a little about flanagan what's the book about it's a um it's sort of a dark psychological um it has sort of a a 
I don't like to use the word erotica because it's, it's not really erotica. It's, it's like a, it's about a, an everyday or seemingly everyday couple who have a couple of sort of um, weird ways of getting their kicks. And, um, and I don't want give, to give too much. It has a twist that I don't want to give away because it's... Um, uh, it's one that people, you, I swear, you'd never see coming in a million years. Um, <laughs> but for me, I mean, I, because I, I like dark things, I like horror, you know, I mean, for me, one of the, the, the most horrific monsters, if you like, can be, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Joe Average. You know, because you, you never know, they could live next door. And, and, you know, a lot of it, you look at, you know, serial killers and whatnot. And, you know, the number of times, you know, when, when they do catch them, the neighbours say, oh, you know, he was ever so nice. <laughs> yes, exactly, yes. I mean, John, John Way Gacy, I mean, he, he used to do kids' parties as a clown. Ted Bundy worked on a suicide hotline. I mean, you know, these are people who, until they're caught, you, you, wouldn't, you would never suspect. Exactly, yeah. Sometimes that uh, kind of uh, innocent demeanor can can mask a really twisted soul. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, my, my other novels, I mean, I have my, my first novel is um, about um, killer giant centipedes, because I, I always wanted to write a creature novel. Um, yeah, I'm a big, big fan of James Herbert. I was actually the, the first grown-up horror novel I ever read was James Herbert's The Rats and I always wanted all these years wanted to write a creature novel but couldn't really come up with a creature that hadn't been done or that was not lame you know but then hit upon giant centipedes which do creep me out to be honest with you <laughs> um, and that sort of wrote itself uh, my other novel uh, Tenebrian is about a demon and so a lot of you know but I think for me Flanagan is probably the most horrific because it, 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 it could happen they're just there's nothing demonic about them. They're not, you know, anything other than average or seemingly average people. <laughs> well, that's intriguing. Mm. Um, <laughs> what inspired you to write horror? Oh, do you know, I, I, I think it's just the way my brain's wired, to be honest. I, that's the kind of person I am. I, I'm, I think I'm a born pessimist by nature anyway. But I... I that, you know, it, it, it's an impossible question to answer. You know, you can ask anybody, you know, ask J.K. Rowling, you know, why, why she writes, you know, Harry Potter. I mean, anybody who writes anything, it's, it, I think it's just the way the brain works, to be honest. Mm -hmm. it, it, I mean, you know, the golden rule is write, write for yourself, write what entertains you. And that that's, you know, I love, I still, to this day, I love horror movies and I love reading horror books and dark and scary things. And I guess that's that, that's why I write it. Just out of curiosity, are you a fan of corny old sci-fi movies? Of what, sorry? Corny old sci-fi movies? Do you know, I do, li I do like sci-fi, yes. Yeah, and uh, funnily enough, I actually watched, um, actually the remake of uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still a couple of weeks ago. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, I grew up watching, they used to be on on a Saturday morning, you know, the old B-movie, uh, sci-fi movies. And yeah, absolutely. Still, you know, if a good sci-fi comes on, I will, I'll always make, a, make an effort to watch it. Or sometimes a bad sci-fi. Like... Sometimes the, the, yeah, the ones where the sets are a bit wobbly and the effects are <laughs> Well, some of those are brilliant, you know. Like your Ed Wood stuff. <laughs> I, I love Ed Wood stuff. I mean, I, 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 you know, the, doc, the well, documentary, the movie they made about Ed Wood, the one that Tim Burton made, was, was just brilliant. But, 
you know, he just didn't care. <laughs> just that was, the, he just, you know, when I think it was Bela Lugosi died halfway through filming, he just replaced him with somebody, you know, he was even shorter and looked nothing like him. And he just replaced him and carried on, you know, and it's just like, you do what you have to. Fantastic. Because for him, you know, for Edward, it was about the story. You know, yeah. and all too often these days, you know, you, you see, uh, probably in sci-fi especially, you know, they spend that much time and effort on the effects mm-hmm. and money on the effects that they seem to forget there's supposed to be a story as well. And characters that you give a damn about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just you just get, it's just all big explosions. And it's like uh, the Transformers movies. You know, I've seen most of those with my kids. And I, I lose track of what's going on. A, I don't care what's going on. And B, I'll just lose track. It's just all CGI fighting CGI, you know. It's just like, I don't get it. <laughs> I'd like to do a whole podcast and call it Too Much CGI and talk like, about movies where they do this too much. <laughs> I, I would agree. Yeah, it's funny. I, I watched the remake of The Thing. I had a bit of a, I was actually had the, had, a, had the flu a couple of weeks back. So I watched some TV um, and it wasn't, obviously they used CGI rather than practical effects and it wasn't a patch on the original, which was obviously all practical. I remember seeing that when it came out of the movies and I was like, wow, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that would be a good idea for a podcast. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I should think about that. Do that. Um, you have a very interesting background. You're from Yorkshire, England, but you live in Houston, Texas now. Yes. What was it like moving from England to Texas? It was it was a big move. It was just totally different. You know, I mean, the heat was took some getting used to. I mean, I've been here eight years now. The heat was just because we moved in. Uh, it was July, and it was raining when we left Manchester Airport, and we got here sort of eight and a half hours later. And it was like, we got off the plane, it was like stepping into an oven. My was, gosh, I can I, only imagine. Wow, we suddenly, it was like 100, and that summer it got up to like 104. Um, but it was like, you know, high 90s, early 100s, and it was just, we're not used to that. Those Brits don't get, unless you go, when you go abroad on, on vacation, you know, go to like Greece or Spain or whatever, you know. I think I went to Cyprus one year and it got up to 101. That was the hottest I've ever experienced. And that's just like, that's normal here just scary and i can imagine culturally it's very different do you know it's it isn't it isn't i mean it's it's to be fair it's like stepping back into 1986 (laughs) um oh yeah england 1986 it's there's a lot of similarities between yorkshire and texas i mean texas is very uh they're very proud to be texan you know you ask somebody from texas you know where are you from and they will say Texas, they won't say America. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the same with those Yorkshire peeps, where I'm from Yorkshire. And here, nobody knows where that is. People say, is, is that near London? No, no, it is <laughs> not. Um, but yeah, culturally, th- there are a lot of similarities, a lot. Interesting. The, the, the people, the attitude of the people. A sense of identity. That's right, yeah. Very cool. Um, I have to ask you about your screenplays, since I write screenplays also, but you've had them produced. Big difference. I, I've had some some success, but, you know, I've, you know, more not produced than I have had produced. You know, I've had commissioned ones. Um, obviously, I, I um, started out, really, just shooting my own film, old short films. They're on my website, everyone wants to check them out. 
Um, I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're not, you know, <laughs> production values, not, you know, not quite Hollywood standard, but, you know, again, as with Ed Wood, you know, for me, it was about showcasing the story and about, you know, me as a screenwriter. So you know, some, some of the, you know, some, some of the sound, sound production is a little bit wobbly, but, <laughs> but they're, 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 they're good little stories that I'm, I'm kind of proud of those. Yeah. But well, I, yeah, I was, to check I was, them out. Yeah, please do. I was commissioned to write, um, and it's still, they're still looking for finance for it, write a, um, a biopic of Bob Marley. Bob Marley's early years from age, I think, four till uh, the assassination attempt. Uh, and that was great. You know, it was, um, it was nice to get paid for <laughs> uh, the re, the re, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of a Marley fan anyway, but, you know, doing the research and, you know, it was an interesting process. Did you start off in screenplay writing? How did you make your first connections in terms of getting your screenplays produced? I Funny enough, I, so when I got to Houston, I, because I'd been doing stand-up comedy over in England, I, I sort of got myself on the stand-up circuit here in Houston. Well, there used to be one eight years ago. Now, I think there's one club now. That's, uh, <laughs> I, think that's I think that's that's all there is left now. Um, and there, there's a lot of people that I actually met, met a couple of guys who would make, would make the short films. They got involved in, you know, they have like the, these film race competitions where you had to make a 20, uh, sort of 10-minute film in, in a weekend, that sort of thing. Um, and they really just developed from there. I sort of made connections and networked and, you know, a few people I know that I did work with in the past, they're, they're over in, in LA now, so I have connections over there. And it, it was literally just, it spread from there. Well, that's very cool. It just goes to show you never know where you're going to meet people who are going to help you out with this sort of stuff. That's true. Yeah, I, I'm a, a big, big fan of networking. You know, it's um, it can be hard work sometimes because, you, I mean, you... You know, you get people who, you know, you get your time wasters and people who promise the earth and deliver nothing. But, you know, there's the good people there as well. Yes, absolutely. That is absolutely true. And uh, what made you decide to start a publishing company? Do you know, it was, <laughs> it was almost by accident, to tell you the truth. It was, um, I'd had a, one of my first novels, The Erotic Odyssey of Colton Fauché, which is a, a, a bizarro no novel. Uh, I had that picked up by a publisher. Um, and I think within a month of that being published, the publisher uh, went under. Um, and I, I sort of was still involved. The, the, the lady that took it over, I was sort of trying to help her out and... Um, make something of the mess that, that had been left behind because obviously my you know my baby was in there you know. Um, mm -hmm. I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah. Long story short, uh, that sort of went a little bit south, and but I sort of you know got a feel for it by then, and a couple of people said, well, you know, you should think about doing it yourself. Um, I did, <laughs> and I, which I did, you know, and, and that was two years ago now, and Hellbound Books is, is doing pretty well. Excellent. Do you publish other authors? Oh, we, we yeah, most, most of my books are not published under Hellbound. I, I, didn't, okay. I didn't start it to publish my own books. Um, I've got, some of Colton is still there, that, that carried through. He's still with Hellbound. Um, my novels are with different publishers, okay. uh, you know, so no, we, 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 I mean, we have over 80 titles now and barring a couple of 
yeah, barring a couple, they're all other authors. You know, we're attracting some really good talent now. That's excellent. Way to go. Uh, what's your favorite thing to do in your free time when you have any? Free time? I don't have an awful lot of free time, to be honest. I, I tend to work. Um, yeah, I, I like to read. I like my, my, my best sort of unwinding brain in neutral time is, is just watching TV. That's the, the, the one thing. I plug me in front of the TV and my brain will just, other than that, it's, it's, it's always going. But it's just like literally kicking it into neutral and just, right, let the TV entertain me. <laughs> and I can watch anything. I, I, I mean, I, I have children. My, 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 my youngest is, is just, she's, she's nearly 10, actually. She's nine. So, you know, I, I watch, you know, everything from Disney movies, Pixar movies, SpongeBob, big SpongeBob fan. Um, even now, it's funny, I, I will be sat and I'm sat watching SpongeBob, and especially if it's a new one. And then I'll notice that, the, you know, the, my, my daughter, she's gone. She's wandered off to do something else. And I'm sat watching Spongebob. But, it, <laughs> you know, that, that's, you know, good you know, brain downtime for me. Uh, I do like to read when I can, but because I spend most of my time reading, if I'm not writing, I'm, you know, I'm re either reading submissions or editing or what have you. Um, you know, I kind of don't seem to have the time to read for pleasure anymore. Uh, and I, I do miss that. I do miss that, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add before we finish up? Uh, buy, buy our books. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, check out my, my, my website is uh, jameslongmore.com. Uh, Hellboundbookspublishing.com is the publisher. Uh, on my website, there's all my short films and a couple of my stand-up appearances are on there as well for anybody who's uh, who wants a laugh <laughs> um and yeah flanagan is 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 an awesome but again we 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 said you know uh, flanagan is, is one that we have within hellbound again long story short it was with another publisher and they didn't do right by it so i i took it back i thought you know it's, it's too good just for them to you know do nothing with it uh, so that that is back that was in the fold um, and it's great I mean we, we have so if, if you can guess the twist then we'll give you your money back <laughs> wow there's a challenge for you there's a challenge for you that is quite the um, quite the statement quite the recommendation <laughs> we'll stand by it if you can guess you'll get, you'll get your money back wow that's something else well I want to thank you for being here James thanks so much Sure thing. And before we go, I'll just ask everyone out there listening to please leave a review for the podcast wherever you're listening to it. Reviews really help keep the program going and help us to stand out so others can find us. And please go to debbymack.com and check out uh, where you can subscribe to the podcast as well as the Crime Cafe box set and short story anthology. And in addition to that, we have a Patreon page. And if you contribute as little as the price of a cup of coffee a month, you can get access to early drafts of work that I have coming out soon, as well as short stories that are not available anywhere else. So uh, check that out. And uh, just so you know, our next guest is going to be Ellen Kirschman. 
who had to reschedule. So we'll be back next week instead of in two weeks. And with that, I'll just thank you for listening and say happy reading. <laughs>